Can you hear me well? Not really. I sound distant, right? Like emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) We're here um, in Studio 36 by name only, not by the actual place. Um, And I'm here with a very special guest, like the specialist. Um, Not a specialist, like the most special guest. I feel like that was pointed. The superlative form of that is not specialist, (laughs) because it sounds like specialist. Sounds like special ed, which I feel like is where you were really going. No, I wasn't, but that's okay. okay. All right. All right. Um, Her name is Danielle Gray. Hi. She's a scholar. She's an athlete. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just going to use adjectives until we find one. I feel one. like I'm retired at both of those Do things. You, you were a scholar? I was a scholar. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> how, how long were you a scholar for? Only in really specific fields okay. was I a scholar. What, what made you a scholar? I liked reading. Oh, that's awesome. Do you know the like, number one predictor of like good humans and successful people is reading? No way. Yeah, that's true. And if you were good at that, that means you will be a successful <laughs> Or currently? I'm not sure. I'm on my way. On your way. It makes sense because I go in waves of reading. So maybe I'll go in waves meaning, of success. Meaning you like reading more or less at certain times? More like um, I back burner it if I'm busy at other things. Do you, do you ever go on, like, reading binges where oh, you're like, 100%. I just need to, like, read all weekend? Especially if it's an amazing book. What was the last amazing book you read? A Little Life. Incredible. Who who wrote that book? I can't remember. She's a Japanese woman. I'm not sure what her name is, but it was the best book I've ever read. It was, like, huh. 700 pages, and I read the last, like, 200 pages in one day because oh, I couldn't awesome. put it down. It's amazing. Um, I recently read The Chronicles of Narnia Oh, for the first time. <laughs> I support that. I'm way behind. And Wait, I did read you it. buy it? Because we have like the entire set at our house. No, I have like it was like a school copy. Fair. Um, and did I read it, it in one sitting. Yeah, so good. Because it was so good. So, so I get good. that. Um, okay, so I have some things to talk about, but the first thing I need to talk about really quick is Jackie Chan because we were just watching a video <laughs> about Jackie Chan. I would like to say that you initiated that. <laughs> and proud of it. Well. Um, but my question is, is like. Because movies have so much CGI and it's so cheap now, um, like relatively compared well, to CGI before. isn't cheap, but I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, cheap um, tricks, cheap tricks, correct. Um, do you think that we're at like was Jackie Chan the end of an era of like where stuntmen, because it's it's more focused on like green screen effects than practical stunts, or is that not a it's not a stuntman thing? It's like a directorial thing. I think that that's a really interesting question. And I think that, to your point, maybe it's less about stunts now and more about the scene that's created. Mm -hmm. And there's really interesting effects that go on in the scene and like things moving, moving parts that never would have happened before because they would have had to been practical. And so stunts are less prevalent. Does that make you sad? Not as sad as you, I would imagine. I'm sad. I wanted to be a stuntman forever. I remember. And I watched all the Jackie Chan things and I still think they're amazing. Like I could have, if we didn't start this, I could have watched that for like an hour. Oh my God. Just think that if they didn't have a blonde James Bond, you could still be a stuntman for 007. Wait, blonde James Bond? Oh, Daniel Craig. Yeah. I was thinking about Pierce Brosnan because that was like my heyday. (laughs) That was like my heyday of James Bond. I remember. Also, the GoldenEye video game was by far the best (laughs) video game that's ever been made. I remember losing that to you many a time. Um, It made me feel good. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, I just want to. It shouldn't. I'm really I just bad at video watch, games. I just want to watch more Jackie Chan stunts, and probably. I think throw it back to Bruce Lee. Probably when you leave. Yeah, but the Jackie Chan stunts were like because they're so ridiculous. Like Bruce Lee's ones are just awesome. Yeah. But and like they have so much like, like technical skill mm-hmm. and things like that. But Jackie Chan's one are like, like one of them was like I'm sliding across a road while a trash truck is coming, and if I don't slide. On, and for some reason you're sliding on a road, which like, sure. doesn't matter. Like you get hit by a car, or that one where he kicked the he kicked the ottoman. Yeah, that and was the other cool. guy kicked it back, and he like did whatever that's called over it. Yeah, he, like, jumped that was from his back sweet. over it. Like just so cool. All right. Anyway, um, some some of you, some of the listeners, all six of them, if you count me twice and you, <laughs> um, like need to get to know you better. So we get to know you. 
Sure. So we have some questions that help us with that. Shoot. Number one, what is a guilty pleasure TV show that you regularly watch? Just one. You can only pick one. I know okay. you have a lot of them. I do have a lot of them. I know. Um, because I was just watching it earlier today, I would say they're Jersey Shore. Oh. Um, that is a great choice. I agree with you. Do you regularly watch the Jersey Shore? You know, I can't or say I do. Go, just but go it's, like back and forth. It's been on more recently, I feel like. Favorite character, go. Vinny. Paul ID. <laughs> Come Dream on. team. Come on. Uh, <laughs> what? Vinny's awesome. Vinny I, is it's awesome. Be- it's between those two. Yeah, that, obviously. It's obviously between Jay those two. Wow's my favorite lady, though. Oh, yeah. Because she was, like, strangely put together. <laughs> yeah. But also looked so trashy. Yes. Like, yes. she visually fit in. But then she would, like, sit and be, like, very matronly and be like, <laughs> listen, we need to talk about something serious. Just, I think you're confusing matronly with normal because she was hanging out with a bunch of adult children. Well, because she was, like, taking care of some of them. Right. In okay, that way, fair. it was matronly. Sure. Um, but, yeah, that was that was such an interesting show. And also... I was just thinking about this. That show was like the number one show on TV. Oh, it's it holds for up. a while. It holds up. That's unbelievable for like, how completely absurd. Tell me that if you're taking an Uber with friends, you don't say cabs are here. You yeah, do. of course I would right, say that. Right, obviously. And sometimes it's t-shirt time and the people need to know. That is, those are all great points. Sometimes it is t-shirt time. Thank you and you're welcome. Next question. What's your spirit animal? Chameleon. Please explain. I first of all, it's my favorite animal because I find them fascinating. But I also think time out. Okay. Tell me all the reasons <laughs> why you find a chameleon fascinating. Um, okay, they change the color of their bodies. Chameleons do this. Chameleons. I'm just kidding. Obviously, that's the thing <laughs> everyone knows about chameleons. Chameleons, Jared. Chameleons. Chameleons. Yes, karma chameleon. <laughs> I hate that song more than anything <laughs> ever. Um, There's a me first in the Gimme Gimme's version. It's really good. I can't listen to it because mm. all I can hear is the original. It makes me want to mm. die. Yeah, you gotta try that new one. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, I've heard it. I'm sorry. Um, also, they just played. <laughs> <laughs> that seems aggressive. All right, no judgment. Um, also, they just played in Berkeley, and I missed it. You first thing you you're a terrible person. I know. It was bad time. That makes me upset. Okay, sorry. Going back to it. What are all the reasons that you think chameleons are fantastic animals? Um, the way that they change colors to look like their settings. Okay. Adaptability. Do you one know that octo- octopuses do that? Octopi. Either one is acceptable. I looked this up. That's like Oxford comma. I have a strong opinion on that. That there should be well. an Oxford comma. Yes. Yeah, everyone thinks that. Why is there an option then? I'm gonna stop yelling. <laughs> because, um, because at one point I think it was acceptable to not have that. I frequently see it neglected. But that's incorrect. And it makes me go crazy. Yeah. What do you mean by going crazy? <laughs> like, yeah, like I just did oh, into the microphone. Okay. At the person who did it? Do you like, yell at them? I was at dinner the other day. I wish. I was at dinner the other day talking to someone else who also had the same opinion as me about the Oxford comma. How did but that we come were... up in conversation? <laughs> <laughs> he was writing a note. Okay. And You were peeking? <laughs> naturally. Uh-huh. And then Alexa, my friend, pointed out to him, Aaron, that... Um, I'm very grammatically um, serious. Oh, and that's a very nice way of putting that. Evidently, he evidently he is also, and so he was writing. He was writing something, and he was like, "How do you feel about Oxford commas?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm 100 percent on board for Oxford." That's a commas. very organic way of that coming up. <laughs> I know. I agree I'm with you. Really surprised entirely. by that. but then it got less organic when we were both just yelling in agreement about Oxford commas oh. at a restaurant. Yes. I respect that. Um, finally, let's go back. Okay. Chameleons are great. Chameleons are great. What makes it your spirit animal? Adaptability. Because you feel you are adaptable? Mm-hmm. I feel like I will go into a situation and sort of take the temperature of the room or kind of gauge everything else that's going on and adapt myself sink to into go the with chair. the flow. <laughs> just I just, sink. I like to sync up. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, okay, next question. If you if you didn't have your current job, which is interior designer, if you were an interior designer, mm-hmm. but you got to choose your job, mm. what would you choose? Um, I would name paint colors. Whoa! <laughs> have you thought about this before? Did oh, you just this? oh, I th- I think about it all the time. About you think about if only my career was naming paint colors. Well, I have hey, wait, to pause. look. What's the name? What's the name? What's the title of that job? 
I would love to know. I, I sincerely don't know. Don't what the name you get to make one up. Oh, um, that's a tough one. It, but it has to have its own. So sometime while we're talking, if it just strikes you, just yell it. If you just figure like it out. I do everything else when it strikes. Yeah, me. but this is important. Okay, give me one moment. Okay, we'll just sit in silence. No, that's not. We gotta move on and then come back to this. You can edit this out. I don't edit. What is that? I don't believe you. That's true. Um, I edited out twenty minutes already. <laughs> That makes sense. I edited out the first caller <laughs> you, we had today. Did you edit out? <laughs> and the last caller. <laughs> you edited out mom dropping me off and people, saying, bye. Pe- people don't know that there's like like 10 callers every episode that I just edit out. Oh, I'm so surprised. Yeah, I mean, I'm not because I listen. So I was also surprised. Oh, you're the other listener of this yeah, podcast? Yeah, I'm the other one. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. Avid. Moving on. Um, I also like to talk about like the big stories in the news today. Sure. Stories. So I'd like to talk about them. Story number one. This was from Bleacher Report. And it was. What is that? Uh, it's like, it's sort of like Sports Illustrated. It's just like a sports okay. one. You are not setting me up for success. It's not here. about sports. Oh. About sports. Oh. It has a sports figure. And then it's uh, LeBron James' Los Angeles home, which he's not in right now, um, got covered in like racist graffiti today. What? Yes. So <laughs> I have what lots of questions about this. this? So that's question number one is like, how does that happen? But sometimes I, what I, the hard part about that and like other stories, political stories or whatever, is that there is so much news coverage Mm -hmm. that we feel like it happens as much as it used to. But I like, I hope in my brain that it happens less. Like it's crazy that that happens, but I hope it gets so much coverage because it doesn't happen as often that it shouldn't happen at all. Agreed. But like, that's what I think sometimes is I go, is this such a big deal? Because it's a big deal because it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't happen as often or is it crazy because it's still happening at all in 2017? Also, am I at all equipped to be talking about this? Because I am <laughs> the whitest person in the world. You kind of are. Oh, okay, great. Um, I sort of feel like it goes both ways because yes I have a feeling that it happens significantly less than it did and obviously it happened to a public figure in this case it's also much less accepted like socially thankfully we hope right but it's also it continues to be such a sensitive time for you know African Americans in the United States that like to think that those that are privileged enough to have this point of view like, they, they have to be a privileged person who, at least in social standing, as far as, like, white males, mm-hmm. to have done this and to think that they would do this when they have so much set up for their success is just ignorant. Um, I also genuinely hope that it's not someone who is, like, a pure racist who did it. Like, I hope it's just, like, an idiot who, like... well. Tomato, tomato. Well, true. No, I know, but I mean, it wasn't. I know what you mean. It was. It didn't come out of like horrible racism. It was like someone's like, if I put this horrible thing, like how funny, me and my friends. I kind of hope that, but that's almost worse to me. Yeah. Because even if it's not passionate, it's just like the amount of steps that had to get to them doing yeah. that. The amount of opportunities where you could have like yeah. cut it off. Or yeah, like too. put something else, like calves suck or something, you know? Yeah, no one would have been mad about that. No, they would have been percent. like, okay, you're a Warriors fan. We get it. Yeah, I know. And then it just gets out of control. Okay, follow-up question. Um, what do you think is the responsibility of athletes and celebrities, like when these things happen to them or others, mm-hmm. like what is their responsibility at this point? Like LeBron James asked to talk about it because it happened to him. Right. But, like, what do athletes and celebrities do? Because athletes get it, like, people still call them that at games. Yeah, it's horrifying. Like, someone just got thrown out of a game in Boston because of that. Like, literally, why would you even go? I, I don't even, what, just don't exist, please. Okay, but... so next question, then. Let me, let me answer it differently, because I feel the same way about this. Of course. But we must be missing something. If we think it's so crazy, like, how could you do it? But it still happens. Right. So, like, we're missing some point of view, like, that I'm sort of happy about. <laughs> I'm sort of, Agreed. I'm obviously happy I don't have that point of view, but, um, like, we must, like, you know, what's happening there? Why is that disconnect between, like, probably a lot of people mm-hmm. who go, that's insanity. Right. And, like, a group of people that 
don't think it's insanity. Mm-hmm. They haven't quite gotten that message yet. I mean, one would imagine that it has to do with their upbringing because to some yeah. extent, it, even if society is telling you that it's wrong, if the people that raised you are telling you that that's fine, then it's going to sink in. And for some more so than others, you know, their siblings or their cousins, whatever, might not have that same point of view. But having someone telling you that that's the right way to think is is going to take over. Just, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that's tough. And then how do you fight against that? Right. And there's obviously groups that still accept this. You know, there's yes. still skinheads and Ku Klux Klan and all of that, yeah, that is... horrifying madness. Yeah. They actually had a, I think it was a KKK rally in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I heard about that and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but I think that sort of goes along sometimes too, is I think um, it's like, I, I'm sure there are people in groups like that and all sorts of other groups sure. um, that are like sort of based on like essentially hate. Right. But I think that, I don't think people always, on everyone in those groups like hates mm-hmm. in the same way that some people do. I think some people want to be a part of a group and they get pulled into this and it like it does it did they start feeling that way or did the group help them start that and like how come they didn't get pulled into like a badminton group (laughs) or like a shuffleboard saturday group right you know like how come how come those things like pull so hard it's like and i mean i'm sure those groups seek out susceptible people oh for sure but it's just surprising to me that some people that are you know able to seek out and get those people put their energy towards that particular group yeah like that seems like it would be such a rarity and yet it's still such a thriving group which is just disgusting well i do i still hope it's like less of a thriving group i hope that i would imagine i hope that it gets i hope it gets like it probably gets more attention now than it did 30 or 40 years ago because there's more news now and less of those people Mm -hmm. is what i hope right um, and the good thing about that is, is the more attention it gets, the more it sort of just gets like ostracized. Yes and no. That's true. No, because I no. think that the other side Any of news that is good news. Well, I think that the other side of that coin is that people realize that if they fit into that small group but also stand out, then they will be publicized. Oh, there's a like in, in like people who are gonna get pulled in have like more of an opportunity to get pulled in now because it's on the news. Well, not so much as I'm saying people that our leaders of that community might get more exposure which is just like so like pivotal to people especially in kind of especially to people in you know our generation which are just like dying to get like social media attention Mm -hmm. but that's another way to do it yeah it really is but that's not to say that i don't think it deserves coverage because i think without coverage it would also just become this sort of like it becomes what it was before like what it was before yeah which is terrible okay Next question. That was a good one. Same sort of idea about how do these ideas get through is uh, I was reading today that there's a story about Trump is like in his final decisions of whether or not to pull out of the Paris Climate Accord, which was like the um, be careful. Hold on. I have questions, which is is like the thing that is like sort of a voluntary agreement between nations to reduce carbon emission levels Mm -hmm. um, by certain amounts over certain time. So you're just sort of removing he, his idea is to remove the United States from that, as in we're not going to push toward getting those levels. Right. So one possible th- like pushback of that is, like, uh-oh, if the United States drops out, lots of other people will drop out. The, the pushback against that is, well, the United States might just wait four years and see, like, ever, the other countries might wait and mm-hmm. go, this is only just one president, we'll just wait a few years. Sure. But the question is, like, sort of like the other one is how do we get like so far apart on like certain issues elaborate like well people agree with that like lots of people well a lot of people elected him right so but how is that possible specifically with the climate change issue climate change not with the election but like (laughs) the climate change issue is like a real thing that people are super split on right and i don't know if it's I don't know if it's because... Well, I think some people just straight up reject science, but I won't dwell on that. I think also that the people that are respecting this decision are the people who he's convinced this will create jobs. Because in doing this, he's saying that without as intense carbon emission regulations, there will be more manufacturing in the United States. However, 
the jobs that those are created are so like low end or low brow that the people in the United States, unemployed or not, will likely not want to do them. Do you think, what if in like five years, we like sort of take, we sort of do the Danielle and take the temperature of the room <laughs> and we, we go like relaxing all these regulations made a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. Like what if that happened? Quite honestly, I would ask if it's worth it. Interesting. Because question. ultimately, the issue here is climate change, which is. It depends. I, I'm sure it depends on your point of view. Because if you go, sure, I course. got that job, you're uh, going to say it was worth it because you're facing, you know, terrible things. Mm-hmm. But I think we have some fortunate <laughs> lifestyle things. Uh, uh, 100% agree. You know? I obviously have a skewed view on this. Yes. From my perspective, At this point, which is a critical time in our climate's history, Mm -hmm. it is a serious backward step to remove or lessen regulations on carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the long-term consequences will be way more significant than the short-term benefits. Well, I also think that it's like economically damaging. I I think that that's something that sometimes when I hear people talk about like not agreeing with climate change, Mm -hmm. and I go... But there's, like, there's economic damages if cities flood. Of course. Like, that's not... It has Severe, nothing, sandy. It has, severe weather. Yeah, it has nothing to do with, like, you know, some other things that get said. It's like, there's just, just purely economic damage. Right. So it's interesting. But I also wonder, going back to even, like, cigarette smoke and stuff, Ugh. is, like, is it, it... Are we always going to be a people that are susceptible to, like, companies telling us... Like, are we, is it impossible for us to be able to discern mm-hmm. what makes more sense than something else? Because I could talk to someone and they could tell me perfectly logical arguments for, like, why climate change isn't real. They might, they, I would probably think they're invalid. Sure. But I could hear logical arguments. So mm-hmm. are we doomed to never be able to quite to tell the difference? I think that there is a tendency for people to just need to be the ones to discover things and need to be the ones to like lead the path that even if they're going against you know the the main way that people are thinking you know maybe it's the way for instance in climate change how scientists are telling us what's happening and you can see the weather pan- patterns and all that but if they're going against the grain, then they have they have a voice. They have something to talk about. Mm. So maybe it's less so about being right than it is about being first. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, great work. We solved all the problems. I feel great about this. Okay. And also um, terrible. <laughs> yeah, good times. I'm super depressed. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty upset right now. Um, okay, so the next thing I, w- I want to do is I want to talk about social media. Social media. Roll call. Social Okay. So we're just going to go through a little roll call. Okay. So tell me, do you have an Instagram? Yes. One Instagram? One Instagram. Do you have a Twitter? No. Um, okay, I'll come back to that. Do you have Facebook? Uh, yes, but I do only use, use Messenger. I only use the oh, Messenger Oh, you app. only have the Messenger app on your phone? Well, I have Facebook, but only to use Messenger and like to log into stuff. Oh, got it. Interesting. Um, Snapchat? No. Um, do you have any other social medias? No. Why not Twitter? It's, I just can't. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, and I don't feel like I care enough. It's kind of the same reason why I started hating Facebook, because I, I don't really care what people have to say about their day-to-day. Yeah. I love true. a visual, though, which is why I'm on Instagram. True. That is interesting. Um, yeah. The Twitter thing for me is is I have a hard time, like, what thoughts do anyone care that I have? Ooh, that was not really a sentence, though. What thoughts... <laughs> Do anyone I'll care that I have? I'll, I'll edit this out. It's fine. <laughs> I edited. I edited out that whole thing about the dinosaurs. Don't worry about it. Uh, what? Like, what thoughts do I have mm-hmm. that people care about? I think that self-editing is a critical part of that, which is not widely used, mm. which is why I can't stand it. Okay, interesting. Um, so, and I feel like I would obligatorily have to follow many people that I would not care about what they were posting. Oh, yeah, that's possible. Um, Also, you could follow people that you did care about what they were posting. I have. And haven't gotten enough out of that to 
compensate for the other side. Correct. Interesting. Um, and okay. I, I simplify. I like to be simple. True. Minimal. Yeah. Get rid of things. Minimal. Mm-hmm. So minimal. Um, uh, so the question is, is the, the children slash adults right now who end up being like the first ones on social media mm-hmm. that like adopted it as first as it came out, which is like us, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, what impact is social media going to have on us like down the line? Like, do we turn into, and like the kids right now, the first round of all this, Mm -hmm. do we turn into like uber narcissistic people? (laughs) But that's like the thing people say. On our way. We just care about posting our lives and what we had for breakfast and stuff. Like, does it turn (laughs) us into like super narcissistic people? Does it turn it into better connected people? Does it turn it in us eventually into not now but more open people because hmm. we are we have access to more point of views? Mm-hmm. Does it turn us into more uh, like stuck in our ways because we're able to surround ourselves with only our point of view? What's going to happen? I don't necessarily see it being sort of stuck in our ways just because you're exposed to so much. If anything, I would see it as being sort of like an identity crisis. Where it's a great thrice album. <laughs> that is such a good thrice album. Yeah, that was a really good thrice album. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing them in Philly. That's gonna be great. Yes. Back on track. Yeah. Um, I could see it being sort of an identity crisis where they're constantly seeing other maybe better people or people they perceive as being better, more interesting that they're striving to be like. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, as we age, we care less. I'm already on that train, by the way. I care so little. Can't wait to be super old and just not care at all. <sighs> oh. And like yell at waitresses like our grandparents. Yeah. Um, I hope we're not quite they, to that. Yeah, I don't know. That's very interesting. Um, I also, though, do agree with the point that we'll be better connected because although we might be a l- more narcissistic and like feel the need to post our lives all the time, we're much more connected than the generations preceding us. We can instantly, we can instantly see a revolution in a country. Um, that and that we're, we're more easily able to connect with people at long distances and more often True. the people in our lives. Cool. Um, let's play a little game. Love it. I want you to finish a lyric. Oh, I hate this. Okay. Um, this I can't one, you right now. I'm so it's possible out. that this one could be really easy oh, or don't not. Don't set this no, no, no. up. Oh no, it God. could be or it could not be. Okay, ready? Don't preface. We would be warm below the storm in our little hideaway beneath the waves. Resting our head on the seabed in a. Does that sound familiar at all? It sounds oceany, which makes me think okay. it's like yellow card. Okay, no. Is it? No. Um... We would be warm below the storm in our little hideaway beneath the waves. Resting our head on the seabed in a. <laughs> Is it the Little Mermaid? In an octopus's garden. <laughs> You're a cave. God. We would sing and dance around because we know we can't be found. I'd like to be under the sea. In an octopus's garden. In the sea. Shade. Oh, that, was hard. <laughs> that was good. Nicely done. Okay, good job. No. Okay, next one. You're complimenting me so I don't give up. Next one, you're gonna be embarrassed if you don't get this one. Oh god. I hate your prefacing this so much. But you you're gonna be embarrassed if you don't get this one. Okay, take a deep breath. Just sort of take the temperature of the room <laughs> and just be a chameleon. I can't. That's why I'm so stressed chameleon out right now. yourself into this. Okay. Um, goes like this. Warm yourself by the fire, son, and the morning will come soon. I'll tell you stories of a better time in a place that we once knew. Before we packed our bags and left all this, and left all this behind and left all this behind us in the dust. We had a place that we could call home and a life no one could touch. Sound familiar? Yeah, can you can you start again though? Or are you Warm keep yourself going? by the fire, son, and the morning will come soon. I'll tell you stories of a better time in a place that we once knew. Before we packed our bags and left all this behind us in the dust, we had a place that we could call home and a life no one could touch. Don't hold me up now. I can stand my own ground. I don't need your help now. 
Any ideas? No. To rise against. <sighs> Wait, okay. Warm yourself by the fire, son, and the morning will mm. come. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't do it without the melody. It's so hard. <laughs> that's like a really hard game. It's I the best. Hate that I knew that this was going to happen, and that's why I was instantly stressed out. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't play this game, and you already I, knew I that. I picked you one specifically that. that you would be embarrassed about, Tia. Oh, God, of course you did. Um, let's do a fun game where you get to judge me now. These are called things I like or I don't like. That's just my life. I just judge you all the time. I know. I feel it. These are things I like or I don't like. Okay, first thing. You're telling me if I like it or I don't like it Mm -hmm. and why. Great. Number one, Memorial Day weekend. You love it. Why? Because you get a day off school. No. False. (laughs) No. (laughs) I do do like getting two days off of school. It's a four-day weekend. Uh, What? Yeah, I had a Friday off. But that's not the reason I like Memorial Day weekend. Because you support the troops. Okay, that's true. That's true. I think that's important. Um, that's not my top reason. Okay. Lay it on me. Um, so I do really like Memorial Day weekend. Know. And there's specifically two reasons. Okay. Um, number one. Wait, when are you airing this? This doesn't seem like it might be relevant still. Oh, uh, like this weekend. Okay. Um, none of this is relevant. <laughs> this is a waste of time for all four <laughs> listeners, um, including us two, twice each. Um <laughs> The, the two reasons are, number one is it's a great car racing weekend. Cause the I, two, I literally never would have guessed like that. The two like biggest races, mm-hmm. um, which is the Monaco Grand Prix, Grand Prix and in the Indy 500 are mm-hmm. that weekend. The biggest reason I like Memorial Day weekend is because the college lacrosse championships are I would on. I would love to know how you thought I would have guessed this. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe you don't follow me on Twitter. Ugh. I'm just kidding. I don't post anything on Twitter. We have been to several meals in the last few days. And I haven't you, talked and about it. You've mentioned the races, and that never occurred to See? me because See? I wasn't listening oh, well, for the same problem. reason that I don't have Twitter. I have not talked about the college <laughs> lacrosse championships much. Yeah, not the right audience yet um, so far. I just I don't feel like that organically comes up very often, <laughs> especially in Southern California. But well, I don't know. It's kind of big here. Also, your skin color and like your general demeanor. Is very like lacrosse esque. That's a great point. You went to school in, in rural Coast. Pennsylvania. You had a great lacrosse team. <laughs> Shocker. Top ten. Okay, number two. Top ten. Things I like or I don't like. Racist old people. <laughs> Be careful, because I worded it in a specific way. You like them. I don't. I don't believe you. I feel uncomfortable. Okay, wait. Follow up question. Do you laugh at them? Oh yeah. Okay, well, that's my confusion. Because, so it's hard because, like, I don't condone anything that they're saying. Mm-hmm. But Same. But it, like, comes, it's almost like if a child said something racist, like, they don't understand. I think even worse, though. I think it's even worse. Well, not worse than that. I think it's, there's even more context, though, for old people because that at some, at some point was fine. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, at, at like, their, their, their whole adult life, potentially, mm-hmm. it was, like, socially acceptable. Like, and even if they personally didn't, like, think that that was okay. Right. The term used right. was socially acceptable. Like when grandma dropped a colored oh, <laughs> at, the, at dinner the other night. Yes. Slash okay. frequently. <laughs> frequently. And she said there was only a few whites in the school. Yeah. yeah. It was rough times. There was some. I'm editing that out. <laughs> there was some sauce on that, too. Um, okay. So then my next question is what, because I feel like every set of grandparents has that. Like, that their grandkids are like, oh, man, you can't say that. <laughs> so the question is, when we have grandkids, mm-hmm. what are we going to say? Like, what co- what's coming from now that our grandkids are going to be like, oh, just ignore grandpa. He is. I, that's think, okay. I think we're just going to constantly talk about the infancy of the technology that we have now. And they're just going to be tired of it. Like, how we, how dial-up was a thing on the internet. Oh, and, like, and we're just we going to, like, make the phones. dial-up noise. <laughs> Phones. We're gonna talk about our razors. Oh, my Motorola <laughs> razor was so cool. I know, and our, how our Nokia's were indestructible, and yes, they're they were. probably and snake. Oh, snake. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. So good. Yeah, sorry, Green Gets. Um, Suck it. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, next one. Okay, this one's very specific. Uh, strangers talking about the weather, not to me, to each other, like Hate two it. people I don't know. Hate it. 
Um, I wrote hate it. On hate the, it. I wrote hate it. I knew notes. you would hate that. Tell me why. Because there's something about it that's just so... I, I feel the same way. It's just like you can hear two people having a like forced conversation that's mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. And also generally there's an ignorance behind it that makes you want to teach them. That's part of it um, is the like is the like forcedness of it. Mm-hmm. The other part of it is sometimes I think to myself as I go, what what are you going to get out of this? Like, <laughs> what's the end game here? Like they're both offering up the same knowledge. Yes. That is that is readily available by looking around. <laughs> like <laughs> that conversation always happens outside. Oh my gosh. Like when they talk about the weather that's currently out there. Like okay, not wait, even, I have not a side even, story. Like, the forecasted weather. <laughs> Just like that it's overcast and will at some point oh, later in the day not be oh, overcast. Man, it's so gloomy today. <laughs> June gloom, am I right? <laughs> I've said that at least three times this week. <laughs> not to strangers. I've just said that at least three times. Okay, wait, I have a side story. Yes. So in San Francisco, there's this thing called casual carpool. Okay. Which is an alternative to BART, which is the worst. And essentially, you go to a designated pickup location. Uh Uh-huh. And then a car that's already commuting will pull up and take two or three passengers so that they can take the carpooling. And then when they get to the city, there's a designated drop-off. And you can offer a dollar, and they may or may not take it. Yes. So one time... I've heard of this probably because I told you. So one time I I did it for a few weeks. One time I got into a car and we were on the bridge and we were listening to NPR and they were talking about... So Bay Area. Also, like, it's apparently required by Casual Carpool. They give you, like... To have NPR? You can either play NPR or classical music. But my best... The best driver I ever had was this guy with a sweet Audi who didn't talk the entire time and awesome. only played Led Zeppelin. Oh man! Yeah, like I got tipped all the time. If huh? I he wouldn't take it, he That's wouldn't the take the tip. Greatest human. If I could, if I could take him every day, I would. I would wow. still take it. Anyways, hmm. I wouldn't move. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we were on the bridge, on the Bay Bridge, and they were interviewing a engineer, a bridge engineer. Yes. Who was talking about how much force it would take to basically like break the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. And it would, and so they were like, what if it's a tsunami? What if it's an earthquake? Whatever, whatever. Basically, you can't break it. Um, but they. Challenge accepted. The people, the people in the car then started talking about earthquakes and they were so ignorant. And mm. it was like 8 a.m. and I was already not at 100. And they were just talking about like what to do in an earthquake. And they were basically just saying, like, I think, I think I would just go outside. and i want to be like what floor of your building do you work on first of all the first floor apparently (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) and it was was, just go on the roof it was just like painful painful ignorance and then they were talking about um like the severity of earthquakes and so how we're like it's kind of like talking about the weather in san francisco it's how we're overdue for a major earthquake Constantly. Yes. People talk about it constantly. Yes, that's true. So they were talking about how it's overdue, and then they were talking about how they've never been in an earthquake. I was oh. like, get me out of this car immediately. Did you say that? No. We were, on the, we were on the bridge. You should have said that. There's no way out but to jump. No, you just it get wasn't out worth of the car. It, <laughs> it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Not at that point. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> awesome. Good Good work. Good great. talk. Good talk. Super. This is great. Good we times. We did it. Um, I have some trivia for you. Trivia. Excited. The category mm-hmm. is movies. Oh, I can't choose. I'm just kidding. No, I chose the category because I chose the questions. Potpourri. Here is, that's a great choice, but <laughs> I did have that as a category once, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I just had movies because there's something specific I wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, and it's the first one. So the, I'm going to give you a description of a movie. You need to tell me what movie it is, the actual name of the movie. Okay. Ready? <laughs> the Magical Inhabitants of a Rainforest. Fern Gully. That was the sound of a high five, everyone. (laughs) The magical inhabitants of a rainforest fight to save their home, which is threatened by a logging and polluting force of destruction called Hexus. What is Ferngully? Um, Yeah, and I'll go one step further. (laughs) Ferngully colon. Oh, I don't know. The last rainforest. 
See, I'm at a it, very casual point with Ferngully. <laughs> I only all, refer to also, it by its first name. There was only one, right? <laughs> yeah, so you don't need so. to like you don't I need to do so. it. Uh, I was reading about that because of that question, and that was the first animated film for Robin Williams. What a what a launch pad that was. I agree. Next question. What year was the first Fast and Furious movie released? <laughs> oh, do you man. know what do you know what number of Fast and Furious they're on right now? Uh, I know it's the Fate of the Furious. Yeah, but like which, which I think one? is nine. It's eight. Oh, like Fate, like F, and then the number eight. Fate. I did not get know it? that, but that get is it? probably what it is. I'm sure it is. Um, also, side note, while you're thinking about when the first one was, mm-hmm. uh, there's another one. Number nine is scheduled in 2019. Number ten is scheduled in 2021. Okay, I would like to say I'm actually, I haven't seen them in since like the third, second one. But I'm really excited because um, How Did This Get Made, the podcast, yeah. brings on Adam Scott, and they talk about the Fast and the Furious every time a new one comes out. Yes. And it's the best. Um, that's awesome. Um, what year was the first one released? Uh, I'm going to go with 2000. Oh, so close. Was it 2001? 2001. Okay, follow-up question. All eight of the movies, mm-hmm. how much has it grossed worldwide? Whoa. How all much, of them total? All of them total. I'm gonna go with 1.2 billion. Five billion. Are you kidding me? One of them had a one and a half billion. Which one? I think not this eight one, not eight, but seven. The one with Paul Rocker when he died. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> um, that I, I that knew the one. Eye contact would kill you. On that that one. one by itself was one and a half billion, but five billion plus. For all the movies. That is insane. Yeah, that's incredible. Wow, Ludacris must be going insane. I'm sure he's making good money. Mm-hmm. He made it. He made a good career choice when he like Seriously. pivoted right about the year 2000. Seriously. And he was like, maybe this like sort of thing won't work out that fine. I should do this like little movie. <laughs> Man, that, that turned out well. Maybe I can drive a cool car. He just chameleoned it. <laughs> he did chameleon it. Side note slash still on the chameleon topic. He's now hosting MTV's Fear Factor. MTV's Fear Factor? MTV's Fear Factor. I like everything about that. Formerly music television. I love that so much. I'm so glad. Okay, let's move on. Okay. I like to end the podcast by talking about an important thing and then balancing that out by talking about something not important. So let's talk about something important first. Number one, the news. Um, Specifically, I want you to think about... Glad we're getting specific on that one. President Trump in the news. Russia in the news. Same. Related to the election. <laughs> um, and the FBI director Comey in the news. So here's what I want to talk about. Not them. Okay. Um, I want to talk about, this has been a topic before on this podcast, but if there was a story about the president or Russia or Comey, there's immediately five stories on each political side that give essentially an opinion on it like the there's no there's no longer like an opinion section of the newspaper it's just the news it's just the news all the time so how what do we do about that how do we discern what is bias and like like obviously if i have a bias i'm gonna be closer like i'm gonna read the news story that just feeds my bias Mm -hmm. on both sides sure so like what do we do about that well, my follow-up question to that would be, has there ever really been a time when news was unbiased? Um, no, but I think that the amount that we are able to consume now, mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, like, pushes it toward, like, pulling people apart. Whereas when there were less sources of news, I think it had to appeal to more people. Okay. So I still think it had bias, and I still think that there were flaws in the news. But when there was only, you know, so many newspapers, like, they had to sell to a wider audience. But now I have access to 10 newspapers Mm -hmm. that just fit my political opinion. But how many of those do you regularly go to? Well... I'd probably like in reality none of them but i'm just saying if i was no 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 person, but really when you go to look for news how many of the sources do you actually look at the sources what do you mean whoever is distilling the news like what do you type into google 
when you want to see well, the news? Well, I usually use, like, I will go to, like, a newspaper's website. Sure. Okay. So you pick a newspaper, though. Uh-huh. So while it's more saturated and you have more options, you have your go-tos just like you would when there were newspapers. That's true. But I think I still I see more, though. I see more otherwise. And I think news organizations still, like will pull stories from just other mm-hmm. news organizations like that becomes especially news with the itself. 24 hour news cycle yeah and mm-hmm. so you get it's like what the, the thing that qualifies as news is not it's just it's just information that could be true or not necessarily is true or is like super biased one way or the other then becomes biased the opposite direction mm-hmm. on the next news story right and like we just get this like giant like just pile of garbage essentially (laughs) that is indistinguishable from an actual news story i mean to me it's a sort of personal responsibility for you to seek out a news source that you trust and not necessarily cling on to one out of habit because one that you did trust potentially potentially but also i think it's worth looking at more than one source like if there's breaking news you just go to see whoever is breaking the news and you'll just read whoever has, you know, the most information. So that's going to be the sort of, as we go forward, like a new sort of skill. I don't necessarily think that that's universal. I think that some people will go to the same news source every time, which I would probably go to the same news source most often to get the daily news. But when seeking out a specific source, I would go through many sources to figure out which seems the least biased. But, but that's what I mean. That is going to be something that, like, no one taught us that in school. Sure. But that is sort of, like, a general human requirement at this point, at least in the United States. Self-propelled, though. So many yeah, people true. will not do that, I think. Right. Which but I, but leads I'm also to other problems. But negative okay. Nancy over here. Um, okay, that's really interesting. Um, I want to talk about something sort of not important because it's, like, a heavy topic. Is like, Super. news. Um, so we're going to talk about... is a heavy topic. Well, yeah, especially, like, the way it is now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it in and of itself right. is, like, a topic of the news. That's true. Um, and that's so interesting. I think right now with the president is he has sort of made that a story. Like, in sort of identifying especially, the news as, like, yeah. either telling the truth or not. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of a different narrative um, as, a, like, a focus of a president to sort of call out news organizations um, and so, like, it that by itself mm-hmm. becomes a story. Especially with how he propels himself as a source of information. True. True. Ooh. Which is also new and different. Very. From the Twitters. From, um, from the tweets. Um, okay, so let's, 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 just, let's, just, let's just bring it down. Sure. Um, I want to talk about some television shows. Excited. Um, not these specific ones, but just in general. <laughs> okay. Um, Game of Thrones, House of Cards, Stranger Things. These big TV shows that like blow up, popular, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this sort of recent wave of this started with Lost. I don't agree with you. Um, wait, in the sense, no, I, uh, in a specific sense. Okay. Um, because that was at the time where um, the internet and TV collided in such a way where mm-hmm. the TV show that was super popular mm-hmm. was then able to continue like outside of the TV show. So it became like discussion boards and all these things. And they did a really good job of like just perpetuating these conspiracy theories and that like drew people in. And now like as a continuation of that, not in every way, the same as Lost. Yeah, but Black in, Smoke, F in, them. In specifically the way of like the narrative continuing like exponentially online mm-hmm. Game of Thrones House of Cards Change of Things the big ones and like sort of binge watching I think has done that too but my question really is with the popularity of shows which I think is different than Lost like this this wave of popularity is mm-hmm. in a different sense than Lost um, is this getting are these going to like sort of take over our idea of like going to movies for entertainment like why would I go to a movie like I watch three episodes of a TV show. Mm-hmm. Like, is that is, that, is this is this thing something that's going to help the downfall of traditional movie theaters? I don't think so. Only because I think that movies are be, or rather, TV is becoming an elongated form of a movie, uh-huh. to where it has you know the continuous narrative, but it's also able to evolve, and characters are able to evolve because of the length. 
So I think that movies will still be a kind of break from that as this sort of brief, or it will become thought of as a brief sort of It becomes sort of the narrative. short form. The it becomes the, the short, short form. form, yeah. Because essentially these new sort of binge-watching things become extended narratives. Yes. They're not as episodic. They're just 10-hour-long mm-hmm. movies Yeah, that you watch sort of in one sitting. And I would also like to quote our mother in saying that movies are good for tuning out. So if we're going into these sort of narrative television shows, but people still like to have a sort of tuning out experience, then shorter movies would be able would be easier able to digest. Um, what about the idea that like the movie theaters just can't quite compete anymore? Because you can have like a big screen TV and like a great stereo system at home for a like comparatively cheap price as it has been in years past. Mm-hmm. Like, will people just go to less movies to the I, point where they there just won't be as many movie theaters and there won't be as many movies that come out because it's not feeding the system. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm biased on this because I love going to the movies. Me too. And I think that it's a unique experience that you really can't nail down with, you know, an at-home experience because it's just sort of like the scale of the screen is you can't really recreate that even if you have a projector and the Dolby surround but you can get that at home <laughs> shout out you can get that at it's home it's not the same though the acoustics of that space are wildly different than what you can have at home i think for most people for for most people sure it's, it's fine it's, but most people mm-hmm. is who determines who goes to the movies not the Danielle Grayson i agree i full, fully agree and i think that there's definitely if an, only the Danielle Grayson the world decided things <laughs> movies would be killing it yeah that's um, true i think though that there's definitely an elevated at-home experience now, and the amazing television that's coming out is only feeding that. So what's going to happen to movies? I think they're going to live on. Oh, that was such a nice way to end this. <laughs> the movies are going to live on. They're going to live on. They're going to just pull a chameleon, <laughs> and they're just going to adapt. They're just going to keep adapting. And they're just going to like just live. Also, have you been to movie theaters, and they advertise like UFC fights that they're showing? I would go to that. There you have it. Um, they have concerts, which I am not as into. But like, <laughs> if I, I haven't, I I have paid for UFC fights, um, but not in a long time, and I was only like one. And sure, um, they, like, I would rather do it in a movie theater. That makes sense. Like a group of friends to go in a movie theater, mm-hmm. but mostly because like that's like so crazy and ridiculous. I could see though movie theaters becoming less in numbers and more of a niche experience for instance true there are some movie theaters that are really old school and have like an organ player or there's amazing it's so charming it's insane they have one at the castro theater it's incredible Mm. there's also a thing that they've done i know at the san francisco symphony probably elsewhere where at the symphony hall they'll play a movie and then the orchestra will play the soundtrack live that's really cool which they my friend just went to indiana jones that is awesome. Amazing. And they've done Star Wars. Wow, that's, that's pretty really awesome. Cool. Um, this was lovely, Danielle. Nicely done. We're shaking hands. <laughs> Let's high five. Oh, wait, people can hear it because it's a podcast. <laughs> I feel like, you know, we can just, we can I be feel formal. Like, I feel like we lost we ha- people like a long we time ha- ago. No <laughs> we have a very part. formal relationship. I think shaking can hands is sh- appropriate. Can a handshake? Shake it out. No, that's not. Why? Sh- shake it out? <laughs> is that a thing people say about handshakes? <laughs> just did. No, uh, one more, sir. Oh, that was that was nice. <laughs> that was a good one. Good work. Great.